Welcome back to Divorce Confessional. It's been a while, um, at least a week since I've done a podcast at all. And forgive my voice, I just woke up um, having coffee. This is one of the first times I haven't had my son um, in the morning. And he's coming back this afternoon because my ex is going to be traveling for a week and a half, I think. Um, Which is great. It's a great thing um, whenever I don't have to deal with him. And, oh my god, where do I even start? (laughs) Um, The reason I haven't been posting as much is because I've been working my ass off. Um, Really, really, really working hard, and I'm glad I did the past few weeks because yesterday was supposed to be my child support payday, and I didn't get any, and my mortgage is due. So, um... I've been really tired, really um, straining my voice lately, and anyway, that's just my personal, you know, why I haven't posted what I haven't been up to, what I have been up to, and last night shit hit the fan again, and it had me really shaken up, but this morning I wake up fresh mind looking back over what happened and what was said and you know what hindsight is 2020 it is clarity you know after something's happened especially after you've been through trauma or abuse you can look back and be like wow okay um this is how it went down so yesterday was the start of my ex's weekend that he's not going to have him the full weekend because he's going to be traveling um, for work, quote unquote. I do not know. I don't know anything, you know, about this travel. It could be for work, could not be for work. He's notorious for lying, as we all know. Um, but last night he was supposed to take my son to our school event that I was helping out at because that's what I do, you know, I'm very much involved in my son's life and in his school. Um, so I was there and my friends are there and I'm really close with the staff and everyone else, you know, everybody knows me, everyone knows my son. They don't know my ex because even though he has full access, you know, to the school, to our son, he has never tried to be involved in any of his school events. And now we're looking at March. Like, it is March. He started in August. You know, they all know he's not on the pickup list for a reason. He doesn't even know he's not on the pickup list because he's never been there. (laughs) That's how sad it is. But last night he was supposed to take our son there, and he did. I was surprised. He showed up. Um, Thankfully for my son, he was able to hang out with his friends. But... Throughout the night, one of my friends came up to me and she was like, I tried to pull you away earlier, but you were busy, but I noticed your ex smelled like alcohol, like really, really strong. And I was like, okay. Okay. So this is happening. And then I went um, with another friend of mine to act like we were going to go say goodbye to my son and then Um, kind of get in close proximity to him, see if we could smell it at all. And I definitely did. Like, 
it smelled like someone had poured a shot glass next to me on a counter and it was just sitting there. You know how it's you could almost smell the brand of the alcohol. It was so strong. And, you know, he was all red faced the way he was standing. He was like locking his legs. And I'm frustrated. You know, here we are. My son's doing something. He's really having a fun time here. And my ex is fucking drunk. And you know what? The worst thing is he showed to pick, he showed up to pick up that way. Um... So I'm like, great, now he's going to drive to his place with my kid, and he's not okay. Not slurring his words, not stumbling. But then again, my friends, he has been a functional alcoholic for a few years now. You know, pretty much since we split. At first, it wasn't functional because he got caught during the day, um, almost passed out with my son. He wasn't driving, though, so they didn't do anything. But, you know, this is two years, two, three years ago. And now here we are. You know, this has been going on for a long, long time. And the most frustrating part to me, there's only so much I can do. You know, I talked about it with my attorney. We're basically giving him enough rope to hang himself. I'm just frustrated as I'll get out. Sometimes I just cry because I'm like, I'm so mad. I can't, you know, this guy is functioning. However, he's clearly inebriated in public, at least to me, to my friends, to people who've known him. It's just maddening. So I had to make the decision. I told, I took the secretary of the school aside. I was like, hey, this is going on. Um. I don't know what to do. I just wanted to bring it, you know, to your attention. You know, I don't know. This has happened before. Yada, yada, yada. Um, But she told the principal who found him, talked to him, said they didn't per se notice he was drunk again, functioning. And, but the principal was even like, well, she's the mom. You know, if she says it, he probably is. Um, But again, functioning, not causing a disturbance, but just drunk in public. Um, uh, So here I am trying to figure out what to do. Um, This isn't just me being you know, a bitchy ex-wife. And that's the first thing that comes into my head. It's like, if I, if I call the cops that he's going to drive with my son, is it really gonna, you know, decrease my credibility or is it going to lay the paper trail that me and my attorney had talked about? You know, every time we have a concern or you think he's drunk or doing something, he shouldn't be report it because You know, at the end of the day, in 10 years, five years, next year, he could come to the court and be like, I want full custody. Then what? You know, that's just the truth of it. I have to be smart and pick and choose my battles and just lay the groundwork. If he ever wants, you know, more custody, more time, more visitation, anything, 
I have to be able to prove to the judge why that's not a good idea and I have to have a track record. Um, or just, just anything, you know, to put a question in the judge's mind. Is this individual really, you know, as responsible as he says he is? And they know he's not right now. Um, so long story short, last night I did end up calling the police just to let them know. Um, I was real frazzled and I let them know, um, he was driving where he was, where he would be, you know, his home address and everything, his phone number. And I don't know what happened. They didn't do a breath test on him. However, they probably, they at least called him that I know of and told him the report which again, I don't know how much they're supposed to because they totally told him I made it. Um, which maybe they have to, I don't know. But they didn't do a breath test on him. If they saw him in person, they probably just shined a light in his face. Again, functioning. Um, but... As far as I know, you know, I didn't hear anything back from them. However, of course, I get this long, long three, four page text from my ex. Um, that's just awful. And it, I don't know if I can read it as the same time as I'm recording this, but the gist of it was, um, he started off saying, nice try. If you wanted, or if, um, you were going to claim that I was drunk in public, you should really brush up on what that looks like. And then he went on to say that I'm having such a hard time with what I've done you know, his story is that he was physically abused by me for years and years and I had an affair and that's why he left me. Not true. Um, and here I am, you know, 130 pounds. He's six foot three, 300 pounds. But that's a story. Um, but he was saying, if I didn't feel so bad about what I've done, I would try to um, take it out on other people. And this is all about me and my sins. And, you know, just on and on and on. And he would not stop. It was like text after text after text. I didn't respond to any of it. But looking back over it today... Um, you know, I woke up, had a little bit of a clear head and was like, okay, um, looking back over the text, the number one thing he did not say was I was not drunk. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't, was not drunk. And you know, anything, the thing that you would think of that would come first into your head. If someone accused you of murder, you would say, I didn't do it. You know, I'm not an idiot. 
I'm really not. My degree was in communications. I took courses on how to determine if someone is lying. And the entire text he sent me, he was evading the question that I had set forth. Is he inebriated in public or not? He never once refuted that. Never once. Instead, he turned it on me, said, nice try, and then why I was such a horrible human being. That I embarrassed him in front of his son. That's what he said. And you know, his inadmission of guilt is, I think, very, very telling. You know, I was upset about it last night. I'm still kind of upset about it today. I hate fucking getting harassed over text by my ex. I hate it. It doesn't feel good. But hindsight 2020, looking back today, it's like, oh my God, he, you know, he didn't say he wasn't. And to me, that speaks volumes. You know, it it really provides a comfort to me. It's like, wow, okay, well, you know, he's probably mad he got caught. He's probably mad I made it inconvenient for him to be drunk in public. Even if he didn't get, you know, um, a breath test or because our police department are fucking imbeciles. (laughs) Um, Even if he didn't get that, you know, I still made it embarrassing for him. And, you know, as a narcissist, that's the worst thing I could do. Whereas, you know, if, if he had concerns about me... My first response, and I'm thinking over it, is like, oh my god, did I not look okay? You know, why didn't you bring these concerns to me? You know, I wasn't drunk, but if you had questions, you could have come to me. You know, that would be my response to him. It's like, please work with me. If you think I'm not doing well, what can I do to get to make you feel more comfortable with our son? Like, there's just so much that normal people do that he's not going to do. Um, and this is not the first instance. This is probably the fifth. This is only the second time I've caught it well enough to call the police um, and just have them make a report. You know, that's what I ask them every time. You know, just make a report. Even if you can't press any charges or anything, just make a report for me and my son so we know that, hey, you know, if this should ever go to court, we have something just to say that, you know, this guy has put us through this for years and years. This is a pattern of him not being responsible. So I'm just emotionally exhausted. I can't. F- oh, my God. I can't wait for him to go. I can't wait for me not to have to share a visitation with him because he's somewhere. <laughs> Question mark. I don't know. Again, there's no emergency contact for my son should anything happen. Um, So when my son's with me, if I have to get a hold of him, I guess I'm not. But, oh my god. You guys, this has been years. And I was upset last night and crying. It's like, is this really going to be the rest of my life? Sharing a child with this guy. And I think it will be. But I was telling my friend, it's like, you know, 
every time I report or do something, I know he's going to put me through hell, but I'm still going to do it. Like I know in my heart, he's going to give me hell for this. I'm still going to do it because the one time I don't, I don't want that to be the one time he hurts my son accidentally or gets into a wreck or something like it's just something I know I have to do. Um, but anyway, this is pretty long. I just wanted to give you guys an update and, you know, if this rings true to you at all, you know, give yourself time. Look back on the situation. You'll find more clarity, you know, after a day or two has passed, like I did this morning. Um, it just blows my mind, you know, that... He's so upset I suggested it, but he's not refuting it. He's not. So I'll talk to you guys later. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Bye.